final destination. All skills on. No odd job. Slappers only. Welcome to Jeff Keeley's Slappers Only Game of the Year 2021. Sponsored by Dream. <laughs> Content Creator of the Year. Dream presents Jeff Keeley's Game of the Year Award 2021. Featuring Hideo Kojima. Sponsored by Board Ape Yacht Club NFTs. And Hideo Kojima. And Raytheon. And Raytheon. <laughs> I don't know why we talk about video games so much, Jordan. They're bad, right? Video games are canceled. <laughs> I'm giving up. I'm 2022 New Year's resolution. I'm done playing video games for the rest of my life. Um, and we will stop doing this podcast and we'll start doing a podcast about, uh, I don't know, books? Yeah, we'll, poetry. The, we'll, we'll do um, Turner's Only. <laughs> Turner's Only is a podcast about art. It's about, <laughs> it's about the art of J.M.W. Turner. And I'm like, damn, that's a cool boat. He drew, he, he painted a really good train and, and it really looks like a, a good painting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Culture. I hate video gaming, Max. Me too. If you listen to this podcast, you know one thing, you know two things. Number one, we can just throw this whole podcast in the trash. Best game of the year, Breath of the Wild 2. Everyone played it. Everyone loved it. Um, sorry, God of War Ragnarok. You yeah, just weren't only as as, narrowly beat it out. Only narrowly beat out Ragnarok. And the second thing is the video games are bad. Last year, I think, I think last year, if you roll back the tapes, we said the video games were good. Mm-hmm. And we've learned this since year, then. This year, we've learned and grown. Uh, this is kind of our apology episode, mm-hmm. where we say how sorry we were for our, how wrong we were. Because we're objectively correct. Uh-huh. So it's just the thing that is correct has changed, and video games are bad now. Except for, like, a couple of them. Uh, yeah, well, this episode is going to go on the feed, and it's going to be titled just, like, Clearing the Air, period. <laughs> Setting things straight, period. <laughs> It says, I'm, we are sorry, period. Yeah. <laughs> An explanation. <laughs> Thank you for learning and growing with us as we, as we, uh, as we realize how wrong we were. Uh-huh. Uh, what I'll say, okay, state of the, state of the world 2021. 20, bad. It's been a year since our bad. It's basically about the same, pretty much. Kind of sucks. Good thing um, the pandemic ended, right? I'm glad that Joe Biden solved, uh, solved the pandemic with video games and, uh, and the funny, the f- uh, do you know I learned something today, which is people will abbreviate our funny president from the last one. Um, they'll call him TFG, which means the former guy. It's kind of like a funny, like, they, we don't want to even speak his name. I saw that today. So, like, TFG, he was like, I hate video gaming. It's so bad. And then Biden was like, listen, Jack, video games are here to stay. And then he made video games a uh, national sport. Like yeah, exa- it was an executive uh Executive it was an executive order. order, which is something that, that he likes to do is he likes to do those and make thing use his presidential power to do things uh-huh. that are good, like making gaming a hobby. Finally, um, our and, first uh, gamer president. <laughs> our first gamer president, he made uh Tim Buckley the uh you know, Pete Buttigieg is out and Tim Buckley is yeah, now. T- Tim the, Buckley's uh, the Secretary of Transportation. Yeah, and he's making uh the all cars have to be warthogs or uh-huh. and, and there's warp be... pipes all over America now. Yeah, that was cool. The Harry Potter game came out. It's oh a yeah, great fanfare. It's too bad that we can't talk about Silk Song because, as we know, that came out last year. Yeah, that was a last year release. Um, but hey, we'll have plenty of time to talk about Breath of the Wild too this year and all That's of its right. big towers that you can the game climb. of the year. Game of the year. Um, yeah, I don't know why they decided to 
to, to, to add in like the Ubisoft cell phone towers. I thought like the, the Sheikah towers were fine, but they kind of had to like. They, <laughs> they make the, Link climb up. They make Link uh, clear up Bokoblin camps by like taking out the alarms and letting out um, like wild elephants. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did th- I with- did think it was really, really weird how in the end when Ganon comes back and then you kill him again. And then like all of a sudden Vati shows up and it's like, wait, I thought you died like 10 years ago. But he's crazy and twisted and the joke. That was pretty. Game. That was. <laughs> <laughs> they were they were so thoroughly out of ideas that they had to bring back the villain from Legend of Zelda three. And he's like, oh, I'm crazy, man. Did I ever tell you the definition of insanity? And people fucking loved it and ate that shit up, and they uh-huh. were so out of ideas that Nintendo just brought him back. Yeah, Nintendo that was pretty hired fucked this up. Man. They hired him. Um, what we're trying to say is that I don't think this year was, you know, <laughs> I don't think they can all be winners. Certainly uh, not. I liked, I liked, I liked the games from last year more. Is what I'm trying to say. I agree. I was like thinking back on our picks from last year, and uh, and like how when we were done with that episode. I was, like, struggling. I was like, oh, I should have picked that one over this one. This one, I have exactly five games that I have brought, and if you pick any of them, then I will have picked four games, and it'll be a top nine. Uh-huh. Well, I'll, that's why and- I'll let you go first, and I'll, tr- I'll try and bring the games that I don't think you'll talk about. Um, Just as a reminder, last year, we decided that the game of the year was Hades, I believe. Is that correct? I believe you're right. I think it was Hades with Yakuza 7 being, like, a yeah. tight runner-up. And it's like, I'm looking at the games that came out this year, and I love them, but I don't think any of them quite, like, slammed no. my brain like those two games did. Yeah, I didn't play anything that, like, there was some good shit last year. Doom Eternal came out last year. Hades came out last year. Um, Yakuza Ghost 7 came out, last came out last year. Ghost of Tsushima, the best game. Austin <laughs> Powers, Ragnar- <laughs> Shagnarok. Austin Powers Shagnarok came out last year. Um, some really good shit. I mean, once again, I, I can't, I'm not to, not to say, like, oh, these games fucking suck. Uh, but I just think, I just felt, like, the release schedule for this year, which is really funny because we've got a brand new console out. Um, that came out shortly after last year, or mm-hmm. shortly, like, at near toward the tail end of 2020, and none of the games that we're going to be talking about are on that console. And Not I don't exclusively, think, no. No, I don't, I don't really, I mean, the state of the consoles has barely changed from last year, which is I mean, here's the hysterical. thing, Jordan, 10 people on Earth own a PS5. And you're, you are, wait, are you one? No, no. I own an Xbox Series X, which is effectively right. an Xbox One that's better. So there's no, like, exclusives on that. But, like, sorry, Ratchet. Sorry, Returnal Heads. Better luck yeah. next year. Sorry, Returnal Heads. Sorry, Ratchet and Clank 5. Uh, it's a funny game or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. Shoot my balls, uh, whatever. Something yeah. irreverent like that. <laughs> Ratchet, Ratchet and Clank spread them wide or something. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, okay. Okay. Um, I'm going to start. Yeah. With. So here's how my year went. Uh-huh. I, um, in January through July, I had lots of time to play video games. And then come August, I got a funny job that required a lot of my time. And then I played like very few video games. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let me first tar- talk about the game that I, I undeniably played the most of this year. The game with the highest hour count. Uh-huh. Um, the game that kind of sucked my brain out for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, a game about, about. Fashion and friends <laughs> and dumplings and dongo and dongo. It's Monster Hunter Rise.
Hey, this game beats fucking ass, Jordan. This game... This game, like... Okay, first of all... <laughs> hello, I'm Monster Hunter Fan 99 and here's 15 reasons why Monster Hunter Rise is the worst Monster Hunter game. Number one, it's too fun to play. It's too dang fun, isn't it? The people who... Pre- fuck, oh god, I'm just, I'm just gonna get mad about this. People who, like, want... Who think Rise is bad because of all the mobility are people who think Dark Souls 1 is the best one. Monster Hunter Rise, okay. What I will say is that, like, the... The, uh... The low-rank monsters do go down very easily. But, like, that's true for any of them. High rank is, like, like... But it's fucking fun. And it's, it's gonna get an expansion next year, and we'll be able to talk about it again. That they put out, the monsters they put out in that, that first update, like, fucking rocked my whole ass off. Like, that game is good as hell. Monster Hunter Rise is so fucking good. I was very sad when I, like, like thinking back on it, like, when I decided I was done with it, I want to go play it again, if I have the time, because it was an incredibly good video game. Um, we played it a lot in multiplayer. Yeah. It was very fun to play multiplayer. It's um, funny we've we've put off we've put off making an episode on it for so long that now we have to wait like another half a year for the DLC to come out that we can like exactly, talk about I the know. full complete we'll do, game. We'll put out we'll put out the the rise episode when the DLC comes out. Um, mm-hmm. The new monsters though, Max. Oh my god, better I have than to, ever. I haven't thought about this game in a while. Fuck the new monsters though that they added. Holy shit, there's some good new monsters though. Oh my gosh. Okay, like even. They designed everything so well. First of all, it's all like, ja- uh, like Japanese yokai based. Yokai, yeah. Um, even the most basic, easy babby mode monster is still dope as hell. Like the most basic bird wyvern, the Great Azuchi, like hunts in packs. So the whole <sighs> thing is like he has like a Pikmin team of two little guys that fights with him. I love what I see. I haven't played it in so long that I can't remember the fucking. Oh, it's the uh, it's the big the big goose, Aknasom. Aknasom. Oh, the, the, I, the umbrella guy! Oh, he's so good. Fucking good monster, and and Rachnikadaki. Rachnikadaki is like in a walk. My favorite new monster they added. I mean, obviously it's a pirate, fun... but like oh, and they made the fucking oh. they made the 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 hunting horn incredibly fun to use. Like, oh, weapon. I think you mean they broke it because it's too easy. The now. silk bind moves are incredible. Like the fact that you have so much custom customization over your mm-hmm. your moveset and you're I gonna under- put more of them in the dlc oh. god I, just using I'm, your I'm, silk bugs i'm calling my shot now when the dlc comes out like the majority of people are gonna say rise is better than world and i, it's not I already be that think close. rise is better than world though well yeah but, but that's because you and i are geniuses but uh-huh some I people mean, still need to be convinced i mean i w- literally like went back and and like i mean it's just so much more fun to play it's so fun the music is so good i love you can really tell because they've this is not the first time they've made like a japanese inspired monster hunter they did that mm-hmm. back in portable third and like that's when they really like open up the floodgates and really just pour all the love they can into the game and Remember it really they, really shows you know how when you meet a new monster for the first time and you get like a freaking cool like what, haiku oh it's so good and it's isn't playing there a, sh- like a specific term for like that type of poetry in oh, japanese probably. it's not it's not a haiku but it's just like Oi, oi, oi. so good it's so good oh my it's god so just the levels are so fun to explore i love like just the mobility options make getting to the monster so fun and fast and like mm-hmm. it's fun to just when you need to do a resource run the silk bugs and the and the the like dog it makes you feel like spider-man it makes you feel <laughs> it makes it makes you feel like spider-man um 
did we talk about Spider-Man Miles Morales on our last episode? Did that no. come out last year or this year? Yeah, that came out last year. I think it was like on my honorable mentions. Uh, yeah, because I was I just played thinking it about on PS4. It's fun. I was just thinking about the funny uh, thing that the games the. I think it was the IGN or GameSpot review of uh, Miles Morales said when you said it makes you actually feel like Spider-Man. Um, if you know yeah. what they said, you... Uh, it's, you know, uh, we will not be repeating it. It's the worst thing that anyone's ever said in a game review, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is yeah. a high bar. It's a really high bar. Uh, let's see, what other 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 uh, minutia about Monster Hunter Rise? Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the uh, what were they called? What was the, what was the most controversial thing in that game? It was the... Uh, Oh, the rampages. The rampages. Those are all right. They're fine. Yeah, no, it, it's it sucks single player, but getting a party of four and doing a rampage is a the genuine, only problem like, with really rampages is when the when you get dropped in the middle of them and then they become unwinnable and you have to turn the game yeah. off. But like um, when it works, it's fun. It's a bit of a bummer how rampages had like a group of exclusive monsters, which really were just amped up versions of monsters. Yeah, which that really was the were thing. just really, and apexes they, and they, from the other. And then game. they put the apexes into the to the. The, the single uh, player, so it's update, it's a moot so, point now. Yeah, it all worked out. Um, God, man, just it's like a good game. It's a really good game, and I it was it was really motivating. I know there was a lot of like once again, it, hello, it's me, it's me, uh, Monster Hunter ninety nine. Um, where like people were complaining about like the upgrades being. It's, this was the funny thing was people were complaining that simultaneously that drops were too rare and too not rare, and. Uh, no. Because of that, it tells me that they were probably fine. But, like, uh-huh. I felt Monster Hunter Rise really encouraged players to experiment with new playstyles and weapons. With yes. just the with the silk bind moves and the ease of upgrading weapons made a little mm-hmm. bit less miserable. That you could just be like, I, oh, I want to I try, you know, I want to try Sword and Shield. And then you could grind out a few monsters and then, then you would have a Sword and Shield that you could take with you on your high rank hunts. Which yeah. is fun and motivates players where if I want to learn something new, I don't need to spend 45 hours <laughs> at least know, getting right? to the point where I can try to fight with it. Yeah. That's why like, they have this whole entire really robust training area that you can practice things <laughs> the in. The new training area whips. I love the new training. It's so good. Like, it made it, it so easy to practice, like, your counters. And, like, this this time, I picked up, I, picked up, I think, three new weapons. Because I picked mm-hmm. up Hunting Horn, I, I started using um, Longsword, and I started using short Sword and Shield. Oh, and I started, I, I taught myself how to use Charge Blade. Like, I don't mm-hmm. think I could have done that in World with the way oh, that no. upgrading weapons and the training area was. Yeah, fuck no. Plus, yeah, no, plus for- giving those really easy um, early hunts, like how easy it is to beat a Great Izuchi means that it's a very, like, simple learning experience that you can't right. take your new weapons out and test yeah, them out for I mean, real. I, like, when I got the game, I started out, like, from the get-go, I was like, I'm not going to use my mains until I'm comfortable with a new weapon, and I picked up Switch Axe, and oh my god, <laughs> it's just so much fun! It's joyous! It really is. I, I love I love that, that the joy that comes from learning a new weapon, and, like, when you finally get to that point that you feel mm-hmm. like you can take something out with it. And and that was something I, I think, it's kind of that, like, Dark Souls Bloodborne thing that, I think I have a greater appreciation for the Monster Hunter series from playing Rise because Rise like added these sort of easy, well, I shouldn't say easy, but like more user friendly features, and it wasn't mm-hmm. such a chore to like upgrade your stuff or learn new things, and it just lets you play a bit more freely. And because of that, 
Now, I do want to go back and, like, try out some of the other ones, or go back to World, or go back to one of the older ones, and, and see how I do in those. Because, mm-hmm. because it, like, gave you... It gives you more of what you want to, like... It gives you a better experience to play, I think. This is just my opinion. And then the Monster Hunter purists are gonna, like, be angry at us. Yeah, it's because quality of life makes games bad, famously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, um, bring, your, bring your first pick. All right, I'm gonna pick bring a game that I know you haven't played. Uh-huh. I don't think anyone I know has played it, despite me saying it's probably objectively the best game that's come out this year. Xenoblade Monster- Chronicles Two. <laughs> oh God, I, maybe next year is hey Xenoblade Three. Maybe happen. Um, Monster Hunter Rise is a game that makes you feel like Spider Man. Sure. Webbed is a game that makes you feel like Spider. I've never even heard of this game, Max. Oh my god, I'm not actually... Okay, damn, I haven't even talked to you about this? Okay, so this game, uh, it was... It's a Steam game. I don't know if it's on any other platforms. It's like 15 bucks. It's it's really cheap. (laughs) It's made Um, by Spug Games. It's made by Spug Games. So it is a game in which you are a jumping spider. Uh Uh-huh. And your spider boyfriend uh, gets captured by like a big ol', I think, bowerbird. Mm-hmm. And you have to essentially traverse this, like, big, open, side-scrolling world and to go to three different insect kingdoms to, like, uh, like get their assistance to build, like, basically a hot air balloon to go to the Bowerbird Nest and, t- like, get your boyfriend back. Uh-huh. Um, it's so fucking fun. You play as a little bug. There's a button that just makes you dance like a jumping spider does. <laughs> That's literally all it does. You can skateboard. You can shoot lasers. Um, and, of course, you can make webs and swing on webs and like you can make like full like beautiful spiral lattice work webs because like the collectibles are like oh you have to capture little gnats or oh there's like a wolf spider and her 40 babies are scattered across the map um can i tell you, you live to... can i tell you live on air um hmm. this is a slappers only for i've literally just i'm i've just purchased this game <laughs> it, right now i've, I've i'm i just bought it <laughs> right now this is this is a game like the movement is so fucking tight out the gate like they got it right just just they hit the ground running when all eight of their wonderful hairy legs it is it is joyous it is awesome it's and like it's it's really good quality pixel art it has like my max web is already installed on my computer oh that's the thing yeah it is a pixel art side-scrolling game it's a very very light install only a couple hundred megabytes i could could start playing this game in the time that we and in this is the fastest learning to owning to playing (laughs) game. that's a pipeline baby i know that sounds really fun i'm gonna i'm gonna check this out like later it it is it's a wonderful time. Like, I can't speak much on the music. I don't really... It, you know, it, it has music, it but it's not nice, like that's not like, the draw. probably indie game music. Yeah, game. yeah. It's it's so fun. You go to, like, the beehive. You go to an anthill. You go to, like, a scarab nest. And you're a... Like, it's the game designed for me. You're a little bug. And you get to explore a bug world and do bug things. And I can't think I of the game say, that... I will say... You know, I'm not a bug. Mm. I'm not a 
bug liker, but I've I've uh, I've come to like spiders somehow. Mm-hmm. As long as they're, they're not very like intelligent. the, the sp- as long as they're not the spindly long leg spiders, those gross mm-hmm. me out really bad. But like the little yeah. fuzzy guys, I like them. You're not an orb. You're not an orb weaver guy. Uh, 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 uh. But like a but like a little like a jumping spider, a little fuzzy spider, or even a rancho. Mm-hmm. If it was in a box, if it was out and about, I wouldn't. Yeah. Get, but I mean, the nice thing with cool. jumping spiders is like I don't think any of species of jumping spider gets more than like two centimeters big they're little, they're little guys babies. little cute babies yeah they got big big old eyes big old yeah. cute puppy dog eyes Very all six or eight of them um it's just I, I i it's hard not to like just start gushing but like honestly play web did say short like you know you can 100 percent it in like a couple hours i think um excellent it's like controller or mouse and keyboard work equally as well it's Ooh. just fun like going around the road collecting everything it's nice it's 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 a game that like if you're like bug phobic, um, you can people can still enjoy it because it's like they're the pixel art's decently realistic, but it's like a, it's like cartoony, like bright, vivid, flat colors. You know, that's fun. You're not gonna, yeah. Like it's, it. it's not like that one episode of SpongeBob where you zoom in on the butterfly. Oh, and it's like a horror oh the reason shot. I, the reason I'm afraid of insects. Yes, I. I it's because of that. that. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Um. Okay, I am going to bring. <laughs> You know who had a good year? You know who had a good year this year? Because they're going to be represented heavily on my list. <laughs> Capcom. Hey, they are the best to do it, probably. They really, I mean, Capcom is definitely like, I mean, I think that they're like, just hit hit after hit from as uh-huh. a publisher. Um, so my second pick is another Capcom game that came out this year. Uh, generated a lot of, uh, a lot of interest online from some people. <laughs> Uh-huh. Who were Did very it, it, interested in a certain character. Is is it perhaps a, a game full of thrills and chills and it's spills? It's a game full of thrills and chills and spills that uh that that I think is like you know, some games are big, like gorge yourself on content games. That's Monster Hunter Rise. Uh-huh. And then I think there are games that are like a perfect, like a perfect three course, five course, like tightly crafted meal. And that is how I feel about Resident Evil Village. That game was like perfect length. It wasn't it was like super fun and 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 just like thrilling or scary enough to like be entertaining, except for the one part where it just makes is the worst thing you've ever looked at. But like there it was it felt you know what it felt it just felt like perfectly tightly crafted and designed in a way that it just had like just the most excellent levels of like your stress levels are perfectly balanced it's just scary enough that it feels like a horror game but not scary enough that you're having anxiety about playing it each area is like its own kind of thing and only one of them really sucks um it had a really good cast of villains that were really fun um just in general the story was pretty cool there's just a lot to like about it. It just felt it doesn't feel like anything super groundbreaking for video games, but it felt so well 
crafted and just mm-hmm. like the perfect length of game and it was just really fun to sit down and play it felt like it felt like a a, a nice like a nice eight episode tv show or something like it didn't mm-hmm. overstay its welcome and it was just you sit down you play it you have some fun for an hour or two or you could binge it all the way through if you wanted to but i had a lot mm-hmm. of fun with resident evil 8 yeah it's the kind of thing like i cannot handle horror whatsoever it's the kind of thing that like I would be fine watching a Let's Play of or something. Or, like, you know, one of my friends stream it. Because it's like, I've always been decently interested in Resident Evil, but my god, can I not play those games? I'll say, I'll say, uh, uh, the, what I'll say about it, uh, biggest complaint, number one of all of them, Ethan Winters goes through the most fucked up, upsetting hand trauma mm-hmm. of any and it, it, it's like this game declared war on one man's <laughs> pair of hands, and it was it was like so genuinely gross and upsetting in a way that like once again, for me this level like I I am not a horror person at all. I hate horror. I don't watch horror movies. I uh, I I do it from time to time. Enjoy a spooky video game, but I don't like when it's too much. So mm-hmm. I think. Resident Evil 8 really struck a balance of, like, fun scary or, like, fun gross. Like, the gore is kind of, like, it's really gross, but also it, it just feels kind of like they're having a laugh with it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I found it disappointing that Ethan's hand troubles kind of cut off, cut themselves off. Well, they kind of stop uh, pretty early on in the game. It's like he just un- endures a lot of hand trauma, and then after a certain point, his hands remain untouched for the rest of the game. I wish mm-hmm. the Capcom had come up with more upsetting things that could more happen. More fun ways, yeah, to more ruin fun Ethan's ways to hand. ruin Ethan's hands. You know, what if they got? What if he got it caught in a car door? Ow! Ooh, that hurts Ow, so oof. bad. That hurts so bad. Um, and then uh, uh, leading up to the end, you know, you do in the latter part of the game, it gets to you know, you get to have some action, and uh, it kind of gives you a lot more ammunition to play with. And and also that's another thing I felt good about Resident Evil Eight. Um, I think a good survival horror game always lets you be stressed out but never puts you in a situation where you are out of resources mm, i played that's resident a very evil good thing. after playing village i i really wanted to go and play i bought resident evil um 2 like the h the remaster the remake yeah and i really liked it and then i ran out of bullets and herbs and oh, no. then i just the game was over i couldn't beat the game like sure, i like yeah. like you can run out of things in that game and that mm-hmm. i don't find very fun but in a game to say hey you better watch out you better be careful you might run out of bullets but you never do that's good i liked it that's i liked good. resident yeah. Evil a lot um yeah. also also big ladies there big ladies there but also there's a little puppet and the puppet was the one that i liked the most the the horrible i just there's a part in that game where you just get to have a fun time where all of the villains like scooby-doo villains uh uh-huh. make like comedy face at you and they're like <laughs> just talking about like we should eat him and then the other one's like ah we're gonna eat and i just love that it was like it's super charming in a and very yeah. fun it's it's like a funny halloween time it was good i liked it a lot mm-hmm. did not yeah. come out even remotely close to halloween nah, it came okay. out in the summer halloween's a state of mind true um all right uh, I'm going a hard diversion away from scary into very nice and calming and relaxing. Mm. Um, this is another sort of pixel art indie game. Uh, not all my picks are going to be like this, but this one is another game that I quite loved. Uh, it's called Unpacking. 
Oh, I heard about this game. This game looks really, really relaxing. It is really cool. So did you before you say anything else, did you see the the thing about unpacking where like a bunch of people who were under a certain age didn't know what the GameCube was in that? game? Yes, it's it makes me quite sad? sad. It is. Oh, gosh. So, okay. Essentially, the title of the game is what you do. You unpack things. And you're essentially going through phases of, like, the main character's life. Um, when they're a kid, when they get their first apartment, when they move in with someone, when they break up with someone and have to, like, move back into their parents' house. Their life sucks to get, like, a pretty decent apartment. And, like, you know, finally it ends in, like, you know... They have a house and a, and a partner the and final, a kid and everything. The final thing is you're, you're packing the bones into the coffin. A logical ending. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it makes xylophone noises when you do it. <laughs> um, it is just so cool. So it's like, it's all pixel art, right? And they, I think they said on Twitter, they got like 30,000 different like Foley files of just objects touching things and being placed on things. Because... If you take the can of Febreze and put it on the toilet, there's like five or ten different unique sounds. You just like keep on placing it, picking it up, placing it down, and it makes different like noises like of a Febreze can tapping porcelain. That is it's insane that, the level of detail. That is amazing. Also, this is a one of my favorite genres of games, is games that take an experience of your life that you hate and turn them uh-huh. into something fun. Like the idea, because moving is like the worst thing in the world. Oh yeah, and the only thing that's worse than putting everything in the boxes is then taking everything out of the box. I think unpacking is so much worse, so yeah. much worse. That's why when you move, half of the time you don't, you just have boxes that sit there until you move again. So uh-huh. like to turn it into a fun game, and I like, I like, I like what you the sound of like the story is about all the different places that you live throughout your life and the idea of like growing up that's cool that sounds it's really so cool. fun like you have the, you have uh you're this like pig stuffed animal that is always with you and over the years you can see it getting like dirtier and like more holes in it and patches and stuff it's like little things like that like souvenirs from when the character was a kid they still have when they're an adult it's just that's it's very it tells a story without using literally the only like words in the game are like you get like a photo album and it's like one sentence like when you're a kid's like finally my own room and then when you move into your own apartment it's like i have to cook for myself now Uh uh-oh it's literally all you get and like everything else you can piece together but like the photos that they have and like and like there's like just really cute moments where it's the they the developers know how to use the game mechanics in like fun clever ways like because certain things quote unquote don't belong in certain places like you can't you know you can't put the like kitchen oven towel in your closet right Mm -hmm. um and one very funny moment was like after you break up with with like your your boyfriend or whatever you still have his photo around but the game won't let you put it um won't let you put it on like your corkboard like i think the only place i could find that you're allowed to put it is like at the bottom of some drawer in the corner of some (laughs) room it's th- little things like I that. Love, little touches. That's one of the things it's, I love about like so clever. indie games is just when they like a ge- or a game with very simple mechanics like that is when you can use those very basic or simple interactions mm-hmm. to make moments like meaningful. Re- restriction breeds creativity. Oh, God, I love that. I this see now I have another game I want to play. Oh, that's They're on just, Game Pass too. Ooh, mm. highly recommend. Cheap is free. 
Cheap is free. Cheap is free. What you got, Jordan? What's number three? Um, here's a game because because I feel like we're kind of coming up to the convergence of like we gotta start picking games that we both played soon. So I'm gonna bring one more that I know you haven't played. Okay. Um, and it's kind of some may say that this is like kind of a uh, a cop out because it isn't technically a video game. I mean, it is, mm-hmm. but it's it's not. Well, Google video games are bad. So it's not a full down. video game. But I didn't bring it last year, but I did play it last year, but it didn't come out last year. So I'm rectifying this by bringing Outer Wilds Echoes of the Eye. is a dlc but but it's our list and we're objectively correct um right. it's about as long as a game and it was it was very good <laughs> it was good <laughs> um max have you you've played a little bit of outer wilds right i played a little bit i i i haven't like quote-unquote solved a planet yet mm-hmm. but i i've I'm, I'm aware of the game and like what it does and yes. the fun it's like a, and traps. it's like a, a time looping uh, solar system exploration like archaeology. it's groundhog day in space it's groundhog day in space and the goal is to solve mysteries um and and i mean it's hard to talk about outer wilds because it is such a a profoundly special video game um it's definitely on my list of best games ever made uh probably my top 10 maybe in my top five and it's just a game that you must experience blind spoilers mm-hmm. are spoilers but There are some things that you need to, like, the whole thing is about learning information. Uh, So what I will say is that Outer Wilds Echoes of the Eye is entirely self-contained. You do not have to have beaten the game to do it. However, that does, in my opinion, make it more rewarding. Um, It has made the short list of games that has made me cry, which Outer Wilds did not do, but Echoes of the Eye did. And it's Hmm. like, you know, just a few games that have made that list. Um, It is scary. That is a turnoff for it. It is scary. And uh, I've heard there is a reduced frights option, but what I think that does is get rid of the animations or something, and the animations are not the scary part. The scary part is the the, the conceptual <laughs> aspects. That, of it. Yeah, I, I can deal with that. I don't like getting a, 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 a frightening creature going, ah, in yeah, my it's, face. It's I can the, handle the crushing weight of existence all just fine. No, 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 that's not what's scary. The, uh, the question is, how, how much do you like games where things chase you, is the question. Um, oh, uh, not very. Yeah, it's it's quite uh, terrifying. Um, the puzzle design is is the, I think the Echoes of the Eye is a lot more like because it's very self contained and doesn't require like information in point B affecting it, like telling you something about point A. It's very much like a a there is one way more or less to progress through, or like there's one kind of mm-hmm. path. So they can really tightly design the puzzles a bit better, um, and it's 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 a lot more like you just need to sort of understand the rules of it, uh, and it's just really cool and it's really beautiful too. The setting of uh, Echoes of the Eye is really really nice, and it was just very fun to traverse. Uh, mm. I will also say one of my favorite things in a game is is uh, is when you don't. When you don't know whether or not it's going to be scary, so everything becomes scary. That's why I liked Gone Home a lot, because when you start playing Gone Home, 
unless someone already told you. Like, I was so convinced that it was a scary game, and so yeah. I was just waiting for it the whole time. So when I heard... We definitely that, made this joke before, but the scariest thing about it is that it's a walking simulator. Uh-huh. <laughs> the scariest thing about it is you don't even fucking kill anyone in it. There's no combat, and you can't even run. But, uh, like, having... When, when you turn on Echoes of the Eye and it tells you that there's an option to turn off the scares, that is, like, priming your brain to make every single yeah. room in the game terrifying. You and become Ralph Wiggum. Ha ha, I'm in danger. Yeah, I was like, like there was, I was so convinced, uh, for me, I was so convinced that the scary thing was in the water. <laughs> I was just like, I cannot touch the water. I will die. I mean, generally, you're, you're right to believe that. Yeah, so I know. I'm not can, confirming or denying faulted. what the scary thing in Echoes of the Eye is. All I'm saying is it is there. And there's just mm-hmm. a lot of, like, there's, there's something so nice about the, or so, like, powerfully <laughs> about, powerful about the juxtaposition <laughs> of the setting versus like the the horror elements of it um it's very mm-hmm. beautiful looking and the uh just the the story is 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 very impactful uh in a way and it also what i'll say is that the way that it fits in to the outer wild story whether like i'm not mm-hmm. not not to give anything away but like obviously yeah. it is part of the same world so the right. way that the like themes tie in with the themes and the characters and the facts of Outer Wilds is really good. And once again, it just makes this already like perfect video game even better um, mm-hmm. in a way that like it just it really is. It just it helps enhance the story. And it's just this it felt so good to like come back to Outer Wilds and get to have a little bit more time with that game because I like it's it's kind of like for me, uh, there are two games that all I want is, like, someone to make the game again. I want there to mm-hmm. be another Return of the Obra Dinn where it's just a new boat with a new mystery, and I want mm-hmm. a new galaxy, a new solar system with a new mystery to explore. I will never get these two <sighs> games, but I would. I just want to play them again. And you can I only could, like, play them once for the first time. Yeah, if I could, like, n- knock a cartoon anvil onto my head and uh-huh. forget a game and replay it. Oh my gosh. Yes. Like, ah. Uh, so, so... It really felt like the developers just giving us like, here you go, one more, just one more, one more trip around the solar system and and mm-hmm. have fun. It's, it's very special. Out of Echoes of the Eye. Hey. Okay. Um. Here's something. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. 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 I like Japanese role playing games, Jordan. Did I, did you know this? I didn't know that. I thought you hated them. Oh no, that's you. Oh, right. You're getting Jordan. You're getting us confused again. Mm. Real, real slapheads will know and remember that a while back we did an episode uh, with a guest, our our friend Gigalithic, and you were famously also on that. I episode. was on that episode. You could hear my voice there, so I was there. Um, you were there exactly, and it was about a video game called Bravely Default Two. Two. Holy moly. Did that game come out this, this game, year? That game came out in like March, I think. <laughs> or May. I forgot. Yeah. I was like, yeah. <laughs> that was this year. How about that? Yeah. What, what I love about games is when the game lets you break it in a way that's like designed and sanctioned. Yes. Yes. Like, and, and certain games are, it's harder to do that with. Like, for like, 
a racing game, yeah, you can upgrade your car really nice, but it's still, like, at the end of the day, it's still a car. Yeah. And you can't, like, not like you can, like, drift backwards going 100 miles an hour and, like, outspeed everyone on turns. Like, no, you can't really do that. Bravely Default is a game designed for you to find the most insane combination of skills and abilities to turn your enemies into goo before they even see you. That like, is so... Oh. Like, that, that was uh, that was what I like. And and I think Morrowind is much more, probably much more sloppily designed than Bravely Default 2. Yeah, it wasn't, but, it wasn't intentional. Well, Bethesda's I think it was geniuses. kind of intentional that you could, like, fuck the game up really good. But but that is mm-hmm. kind of the fun of a, a game like that. Or, or, uh, or Paper Mario. Um, is finding the right combination of things where every turn you're getting 10, 10 mana back and you're taking half uh-huh. damage and you're countering and but like blah 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 like that is it's satisfying and it also yeah. makes the game it's very rewarding like f- for example so to, to give you an example of it bravely default it's a japanese role-playing game you know turn-based um the whole the whole thing is that you have the system of breathing and defaulting where essentially you have a one brave point per turn that allows you to do an action, and you can default, which is defend, and get an extra brave point for next turn, or you can spend multiple brave points in one turn to do up to four things in one turn, and you can like you can go bankrupt essentially, where you have like you have to wait two or three or four turns without doing anything to like wait for your points to come back. And one of my favorite things to, that I found in that game is like one of the classes has this really good like multi-strike skill where you use a spear and you just hit like I think it's like you, you hit up to four times for really, really big damage. If you use a skill from the monk class, you can uncap damage. So you can go past the cap of 9999. If you use the freelancer skill, Mimic, you will mimic the last use action of your party members. I think you see where I'm going with I, this. I think it's I a do. Pretty ex- it's a pretty expensive skill MP-wise. You need to spend MP points once to do four really big hits, and then... You can do... I'm sorry, it's four times four hits in one, like, action. So up to 16 hits. Multiply that by four, and then multiply that by four because your entire party can do it. And then you turn your enemies into Swiss cheese by effectively using one turn. See, this is what I know people like about, like, deck builders and stuff, is is when you use those synergies between the abilities that you can find. Or people like that about the Materia system in in Final Fantasy VII. Yes. Like... The idea of putting these things together creatively and and making these builds that is something that I very much appreciate. I don't know if my brain is able to come up with those those cool mm-hmm. combos, but I do. I do. I do respect the grift. I respect the idea it, of like, oh, how can I most effectively <laughs> make all my my friends work very well together? It's just it's so much fun. It's it's graphically it's a little weird because everything one's kind of chibi musically. Uh, well, I'll say it's good. We did an episode on it, and we just kind of gushed the entire time. So, yeah, definitely, you know, definitely. Li- take that how you'd like. <laughs> definitely listen to that episode for sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, it's just, it was so much fun. I love big RPGs like that, and the story was fine. There are some interesting character moments that I liked. Um, it's a cool game. I, I like JRPGs, and hopefully next year there's a really good one. I feel like there's probably one that we know about that's going to come out that I can't think of right now. Which one is the good one that... That's coming out next year. I don't know. I'm like racking my brain. Oh, I see. There's definitely there's there's something. I saw that comes out I next saw year, a game. Sure. I saw an RPG coming out. I don't know if it's out yet or if it's coming out. Where the the gimmick of it is that any enemy can be like banked for later, and then you can just go into this like pocket dimension and have to clean up the mess you made. So if you don't feel like oh that sounds really cool. It, I think it was. I think I heard of it because I think it, it might have been like an Uematsu 
like his last thing or something like that. But oh, I know what you're talking about. It's yeah. like something dungeon. It's like a mobile game, I think. I don't think so, but maybe. Oh no, you know what? I'm, that's here in Nobusakaguji. It's not Uematsu. I'll have to find it out. That sounds cool, though. Yeah, I'll look I it. like the idea. I like the idea of like I don't want to have this fight now, so I'll have it later. <laughs> and then you have to fight. Save it for later. Yeah. Um, is it my turn? It's your turn. Max 2021 was a bad year, but it was a year where miracles were real. Um, miracles are real, and they come in the form of, uh, of grotesque early 2000s character designs. Mm-hmm. I love Cartoon Network. Uh, there was a game that came out this year that no one ever would have expected to come out, period. And when period. it came out, I didn't expect it to even be good. But it nope. came out, and it was fucking perfect. It was, they, oh my god, I don't think, I can't think of a single game that has, like, actually delivered on the promise of making a sequel to, like, a 15-year-old game like this before. Okay, Psychonauts 2 came out, and it could have come out a year after Psychonauts 1. Like, it just feels, Psycho. okay, hold on, I'm, like, trying, I'm, like, overwhelmed with, like, how I feel about <laughs> this game existing. Psychonauts 1 is a, like, a, everyone knows Psychonauts 1 was, like, a cult classic game. It was underappreciated when it came out. It undersold, and they never got a sequel, even though it could have. And I remember when they said they were going to crowdfund and make Psychonauts 2, I rolled my eyes like, yeah, good luck. Sure. Sure, I'll believe it when I see it. And even, like, months before it came out, I was like, <laughs> they're really making it? Are you sure? Um, and boy, was I wrong, because Psychonauts 1, or Psychonauts 2, is the perfect follow-up to that game. It is really fun. It has a great story. The And it just, like... It it felt like a sequel to Psychonauts, and that's that's it. I mean, that's that's it. It yeah. did everything it needed to do. It was fun to play. It felt like it picked up on some of the like twenty twenty, you know, newer game design sensibilities. Uh, the levels were really creatively designed. There was a lot of really fun characters. There was a lot of really fun new Psychonauts lore that like felt per- it felt like they probably had this stuff planned out, and they just never made the game. Mm-hmm. The fucking Psychic Six are, they were, like, all of the characters were really fun. And there was two grandpas who didn't get to kiss. Very sad. It was, like, I, genuinely astounding, how, like, how good of a game it was. It, it, every single system in Psychonauts 1 was just perfectly, like, upgraded and refreshed exactly. for modern gaming. It, like... You had a pretty clunky way of using your powers before, where, like, you could only equip two at a time. And in this, you can still only equip a couple at a time, but you can equip four, and you have fewer powers, and it's like, oh, it's just so streamlined, and I love, it's so I love fun to they, play. They, they really, like, added to the combat, combat, and it's not like, like, listen, it's not, like, perfectly beautifully tuned combat, but, like, they added a bunch of enemy varieties, and they made the fun of, like, what enemy combinations, the priorities that you have to pick when you're fighting people... And, uh, and, you know, what powers best counter each enemy. And that was really fun. And, uh, also just, like, the, the, the creativity behind the level design. 
the uh and the way the 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 fact that like I think Psychonauts 1 was was a good game and I liked the way that they tackled like no sorry I think it was cool and interesting that they tackled like mental health as a as a game mechanic but it was yes. a game made when it was made and I don't think that the topics that they were picked picking were maybe necessarily represented in the most uh like <laughs> respectful way yeah, like, yeah, we let let's do a funny insane asylum part. Yeah, of the where game. everyone's it's like well, wacky, um, Invader Sim. But um, I think that the not only did I feel like the the themes of this game or the the sort of topics that they were picking were like much more respectfully covered, but I felt like the themes themselves were like very not complex, but they felt a lot more like mature. Like it felt like the studio that writing them had a lot more <laughs> were a lot older and uh and mm-hmm. like respectful and the things they chose to cover were a lot more complicated than the original games where it's just like wacky hate my dad yeah uh split personality it was like a level about um you know the level about how you are your biggest critic like that was one of my favorite levels in that game was like mm-hmm. the idea of a person who who is constantly putting themselves down and uh and it was presented in a fun like genuinely one of the best levels of the year like cooking challenge level with puppets it was, it's like a game show it was, it was so, so good much it was so fun it was also disgusting it was really gross um and the senses level was like profound and beautiful and the col- and colorful uh-huh. and like very emotional which is ah oh, man there was it was a very like powerful game I think at times mm-hmm. there was a lot of really good stuff. It was it, it's a game about healing. It is a game about it's a game about like coming to terms with the parts of you. That was another thing is like you're not curing the people there, and and I think that was something that they even talked about was like these these aspects of yourself are not necessarily bad. They're just they're mm-hmm. just causing you harm, and you need to sort of learn to to live with them. That was kind of the oh man, it was a really special game, and it, it definitely What's made me feel a lot of things. And it also was the follow up to a beloved cult classic that never got a sequel, Miracle Game. Yeah, yeah, and and I, I from at this point I don't ever expect a cult classic sequel to ever be good ever. No, again, it's kind of like, like why, why would you bother? It's kind of like how uh, Shovel Knight was the one Kickstarter retro nostalgia game uh, that that delivered on its promises, and it's after Shovel Knight, mm-hmm. it kind of felt like no one should ever try again. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think any any studio should ever try to make a sequel to one of their beloved games after because mm-hmm. uh, Psychonauts Two exists, and it's just, like just make one good thing and then make another completely different. But good the thing, thing is, is hard. that I'm a greedy gamer, and I just want now. I just I'm like, please make Psychonauts Three. I want to play more of it, please. No, they put the voice actors from for for Zim and Gur in a game together again, and they interact. And they, it's funny. So you funny. get it, waffles. <laughs> It's so funny, like all I, when I when I when I put the the little guy down, and I was like, "Oh my god, it's fucking Gur!" That rule, it's so good, so good, and like the fact that um, Helmet Kruger is voiced by Jack Black, and there's a lot of brutal. It also just kind of felt like Double mm-hmm. Fine having a little bit of a celebration, which I thought was nice. Do you know who voiced Nick John Smith in that game? Um, it was Elijah Wood. <laughs> yes, it was Elijah fucking Wood. <laughs> oh my god uh, that's another thing the story there's a there's i mean not to like spoil anything but there the thing the like last third of that game is very good like the the story takes a fucking good turn uh-huh. good ass turn oh my god also there's a point where i thought the game was about to end and then the game went on for like three to four yeah, more hours seriously it really was 
fucked with gameplay. It was good. Mm. Fuck. It was what a, what a good game. Yeah, it's like it's like if you haven't played Psychonauts 2, first of all, play it. Um, I heard some people be like, I want to play Psychonauts 2, but I want to play Psychonauts 1 first, which I think is a valid thing to say. Like, I think I think you could do it either way. I don't think you miss out a ton on on the story if you haven't played the first game. Yeah, I still think the first is worth playing. Oh, yeah. Because remember, I was someone who hated like uh, the first disgusted me. I couldn't handle it. Then I played it and I was like, oh, you know, what? it's not that bad. And the game is actually just really damn good. It is a really damn good game. Um, and playing the first just highlights how much better the second one is. For sure. That's true. And it is really just like, I mean, I mean, to say it's kind of hard to compare them because one of them was made in like 2005 and one of them was made in like 2021. Well, that's when it mm-hmm. came out. But but it yeah. just feels like somehow they're this like they, they are the same. It feels so much like Psychonauts 2. It doesn't feel like anything else, but it also cleans up every every little issue that you have with the first one. And just kind of enhances and just made a perfect second part of this story that people were waiting so long for. Miracle video game. Miracle game. Mm. Miracle game. Good. All right, Max. Hey, let's go from one miracle game to another. Oh, fuck yeah. There's a, another miracle game this year? There was, actually. Because as I was saying that people shouldn't make sequels to 15-year-old games and they should be good, I realized that actually you can make a sequel to an 18, 17-year-old game and have it be really good. Um. And what I love about games is when a game gets revealed and it says it's coming this year and like you actually believe it. Yeah, like how you're talking about Breath of the Wild 2, right? Breath of the Wild, I'm 1 Breath of the Wild came 2 came out 18 the game years of the year. ago. I'm, time um, is fake. Time is fake. So let me put you in my shoes. Mm-hmm. Metroid's my favorite Nintendo franchise. Oh, yeah, you love Metroid. I love Samus and her fun games. I love the weird <laughs> and go- it was goopy alien really cool creatures. when Metroid Prime 4 came out this year. Uh, I loved when Metroid got to crawl. Mm-hmm. Um, so imagine my surprise and like immediate fervor when during this year's E3, Nintendo said, hey, by the way, we're hard at work at Metroid Prime 4. Here's something while you wait. And literally everyone expected Metroid Prime trilogy sport port on Switch because, mm-hmm. you know, that seems that's, like it's free money. Why wouldn't like something you? They would do. Uh, they actually said, fuck you. We're going to make a sequel to Metroid Fusion, the game from 2002. And also it's called Metroid Dread, which is like being re- People have known Metroid Dread was like a canceled Metroid game for 15 years and everyone lost their damn mind. And I was one of those people. And turns out the game was incredible. They actually did it. I love when they actually do it, is the thing. So, this isn't like a Nintendo-developed mm. game. This is developed by Mercury Steam, who's a Spanish developer. Um, they did the last Samus game, uh, Samus Returns, and they also did the Castlevania Lords of Shadow games, which are good and not bad. Don't listen to the haters. Um, and, oh my god, it's so good. It is, it is like Metroid. It is Metroid. It is a modern Metroid game that, like sort of takes mechanics that we've seen from other really good Metroidvanias through the years um, 
incorporates it really well and also like refines mechanics from other Metroid games in a really, really cool way. There's callbacks to the previous game because it is a, a direct sequel to Fusion, which is a Game Boy Advance game. And now it's getting like, isn't that wild? A Game Boy Advance game gets a sequel that on the is, Switch. I, That's just cool to say. Sometimes things need second chances. I mean, like, yeah. like. That's the thing, and and I think this is a, a a cool thing here because, you know, there was a uh, Metroid and, and Castlevania games. I think have not had the best uh, attention and love and care from their respective. No. I don't know if Konami even makes video games anymore. Genuinely, um, I don't think they but, do. <laughs> so it was kind of a thing where indie developers had to start making. Um, uh, Castle uh, Metroidvanias, and uh, I mean Hollow Knight is uh, and Silk Song, um, which came out this year, um, are mm-hmm. like the product of that. So I think that it is good that you know Nintendo is going is saying let's make more Metroid, because boy do the fans. I'm not a huge Metroid fan, but boy are my Metroid loving friends uh, thirsty for new content. You have to water me, Samus. <laughs> We've been thirsty for so fucking mm-hmm. long. We haven't gotten, like, a new original Metroid game since... I mean, Federation Force wasn't really a Metroid game, so, like, Metroid Other M back in 2011. The format of a Metroidvania Ugh. is just, like, so no-brainer to me that it feels like I know. people should be drowning in them. But I guess the challenge is that designing them requires a lot of, like, thought. How is, mm. how is, the, uh, is, how is the progression in Metroid Dread? Oh my god, it's good. So they do some really interesting things, like, there are some powers that you get in fact most powers i think you get way later than you usually do like the morph ball you don't get the morph ball until like a couple hours in even which is insane for a metroid game that's always like the first thing you get like five minutes in so that really highlights like the new mobility samus has where you can like Mega Man slide under platforms and stuff like that um you have these really cool unkillable robots called emmys which let me tell you they fill you with dread because it's very scary because, you know, when they see you, the music gets did, all tense and yeah, you have to run pretty, because pretty you can't freaky, kill it. Those robots. Yeah, very freaky. But each time you kill one, you get its power. And then each time you kill a boss, you get its power. And the progression is so much fun. They even did this cool thing where, like, they sort of incrementally added powers. Like, you know, the uh, Samus is like her space jump, how you can just like sort of somersault in the yeah. air forever. So they they added a thing called the, I think, uh, spring boost or something like that where it is just a double jump. It is like one space jump, one individual space jump you can do. And there's puzzles based around being able to only double jump until you get the actual space jump. So it's like this really cool thing of like, yeah, you know you're going to get this eventually. But there was a moment where I thought, oh my God, are we just not going to get it? And it's just only going to be double jumps from the end of the That's game. That's right. I, so sorry like, to like just talk about Hollow Knight because cause, uh, <laughs> but like when, when a Metroidvania game teases you just through its level design on things that you know you are going to get later... Like in Hollow Knight, how there's always those jumps that you just can't make. And you're yeah. like, how do I get... I know I'm going to get a double jump later, but when? you just And the, you just look forward to it. It's just such a nice format. I love that format. I mm-hmm. need to play Metroid Dread. But unfortunately, it I heard so that it's so... It's the worst looking game. And I was looking, Max, at how good... Um, I was looking at how good Far Cry 6 looks. And that game costs $60. And Metroid Dread also costs sixty dollars. It look and it looks and it like looks dog bad. shit, and it's on a console for and it's babies. on a Nintendo Switch. That can't that console can't even make that. You can't even render each individual hair in Kratos's beard. So why would I even buy it? Yeah, you know what? Metroid Dread's the game of the year. The worst, the worst game, of the, game of the worst year of all time. Oh, 
All right. Anyway, Met- Metroid, Met- Metroid good. What's that final oh, pick? Oh shit. Okay, I'm 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 gonna flip a. Uh, this is the challenging part because there's two choices of games that I would bring, and uh, I've already I've already picked the games that I'm most passionate about. Um, mm-hmm. and the challenge here is that one of the games technically isn't new, kind of, and one of the games I don't like as much, but also I haven't beaten either of them. Okay, um, that's allowed. So the question is, which one? do i like more oh also the other the problem is is that one of them has a very bad story that kind of sucks but it's also pretty fun to play okay you know what that one's an honorable mention uh this is 2021 is the year of miracles we got a translation for uh the great ace attorney It's Capcom's year, uh, folks, and Daigyakuten Saibon is in English. Both games released. I, I'm working my way through them slowly but surely, but holy shit, what I have played of these games is just... I Once again, uh, games, people, gamers have been neglected. Uh, Ace Attorney is currently in a drought. Um, the Ace Attorney fans are, you know, ever since uh, Spirit of Justice, which I never even played, but I heard it was a, eh, kind of an ant eh game. People mm-hmm. have been just like, well, when is Ace Attorney coming back? And everyone wanted the Great Ace Attorney to be in English. And then it was that thing. It's the same thing with Yakuza Ishin, where they were like, we can't translate this game. There's things you wouldn't get about it. There's like, you don't know who uh, this specific author is. And people are like, I don't care. I got Google. I can look that shit up. No. If I don't know who, if I don't know who, uh, what that, what that one got, that one Japanese novelist author's name is, I could just look it up online. Um, and they said, okay, fine, we'll release it. Um, and I think it's very important that people buy Greatest Ace Attorney, uh, because it's kind of sounding like the, the, uh, the future of the Ace Attorney series is kind of up in the air (laughs) right now. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm using this platform to say, please buy Ace Attorney and write Capcom lots and lots of letters saying, please, for the love of God, bring back Ace Attorney. Um, because it's so good. And Great Ace Attorney is such a good Ace Attorney game, and there is just so much to like about it. The first thing that I was really gripped by with Ace Attorney is the incredible animation work that is done on all- every character has so many animations. This is kind of a funny thing to talk about in a video game podcast. (laughs) Wow, the characters move good! But, like... Ace Attorney is is a game series with just- I mean, it came from the Game Boy Advance, right? And, uh, and just in format is, is a game where characters move with very little animation and, uh, you get like a couple voice lines per person and it's just whatever. But like, I fucking love the way that every character in Ace Attorney, Great Ace Attorney has, has just such a unique way of movement that tells just so much character is packed into these animations. They are really fucking good. 
The music is really fucking good. Sh- Herlock Sholmes is in the fucking game, Max. He's so fucking I funny. Love- that guy, every single time he shows up, I laugh my it, ass off. Herlock Sholmes is, uh, once again, it's kind of hard to to be like he's the character of the year because this game came out in Japan forever ago. But Herlock Sholmes yeah. is, is 2021's <laughs> character of the year. Like, he is when fucking you're on the- incredible. When you're on the third case and you're on the boat, or the second case and you're on the boat, and Sholmes appears and, like, you just pan the camera over and he's fucking clinging, clinging to, the, to the coat hanger on the wall like a fucking bug. I literally had to put my switch down because I was, like, crying the, of laughter. The humor, like, Ace Attorney is a very funny series and the humor in Great Ace Attorney is incredible. Mm-hmm. I, uh, and just, just the, uh, the cases are really good. Uh, and there's there's some interesting, like, playing with the format of the games. Like, the second case has no trial, and the third case has no investigation. Um, and it's just, oh, man. It's just a really fantastic Ace Attorney game. And I, fuck, I gotta beat it. I gotta go back and beat it and play. It's, it's two games in one, and it's 40 bucks. That's what's, the other thing, is it excuse, is an incredible gamer. value. And uh, and once again, this you never know, this might be the last Ace Attorney game ever. Who knows? Um, I think that they probably could, I mean, they don't, it doesn't cost as much to make this game as it costs to make Resident Evil 8. Just make more Ace Attorney, Capcom, please. Mm-hmm. Bring back, bring back Apollo. Bring back Clavier Gavin. People are wrong about Apollo Justice. Elliot, Elliot's ears just perked People up are so fucking wrong about Apollo Justice, and it makes me furious, like, how neglected the, that, like, they were just like, oh, we'll bring back Phoenix. Sorry. Mm, sorry, Apollo gets to do guy. like two cases and then he'll, he'll leave in the next game <sighs> not just, fair. justice for Apollo justice for, <laughs> justice for Apollo <laughs> Apollo for justice <laughs> also the uh, the prosecutor in Great Ace Attorney is a fucking vampire a, a, a literal vampire literally a vampire it's amazing Just there's just so much charm and uh, the presentation is so good in that game it's just really great now I just want to I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go and play it this week for sure. I wanna beat it. Shout out to Argyle and Roy League Pokemon Draft too, who made the great Cinderace Attorney team. That's a good team. I, he, he fucking knocked it out of the park. Like you know, Drampa. Yeah, that's just Judge. Judge. Pangoros Asogi. Uh, the other. Oh, sorry. Just to keep talking about like reasons that I love the animation in Ace Attorney mm-hmm. Greatest Attorney. I love that Ace Greatest Attorney introduced the uh, jury. And everyone in the yes. jury also has ridiculous and silly animation. It's animations. so good. It's just more characters, but they still like keep the quality up. And there's just so many. There's just so many little jokes. Uh, and and it's just, it just feels so good. <coughs> Excuse me. The localization is impeccable. Like the jokes that they're making, I'm sure are translating really well. And everything that you would expect from an Ace Attorney game is there. Like it doesn't feel like it missed a fucking step on how they localized it. And all of the characters have uh, really funny names too, like Iesanosa and uh, mm-hmm. and uh, so and Curio Kodekda and uh, fucking there was Biff Stroganoff. <laughs> Biff Stroganoff. <laughs> oh my god, they're all so good, so good, just really great. It's just like Ace Attorney at its best. That's exactly how I felt about um, like Apollo Justice and how I felt about. Uh, Dual Destinies was like, oh, here we go. This is just like Ace Attorney. This game, DGS is just Ace Attorney firing on all cylinders. Yeah. Doing everything you love about Ace Attorney really fucking well. And also Susato will toss Naruhodo to the floor like a hundred times. I love Susato. Susato is amazing. Oh, fuck. All right. Good game. Good game. Um, 
All right, time for my last pick. Last pick. Uh, this is vroom, this will vroom. come as no surprise. <laughs> vroom vroom. This will come as no surprise to anyone. Card Game Five <laughs> came out this year. I, my my attention span is monkey level max, but I did have a lot of fun with Forza Five when I when I did sit down and play it. And I, you can tell I'm respecting the brand because I did say Forza and not Forza. Forza Horizon. Forza Horizon. Let's go. Woohoo! Do you know the best thing about Forza Horizon Five is that it didn't and uh, and I feel like it's uh, Forza Horizon Four. It was allowed to do this because it was set in England, uh, but hmm. Forza Horizon Five did not feel as like as just recklessly destructive of the place that it was set in. Like, when I played Forza Horizon 4, it really felt like it was just, like, the Horizon Festival declaring war on the sovereign nation of the United Kingdom. Yeah, and it it's really it didn't funny. it feel that way for this game. That, you know why? It's because, when you start the game up, there is a little in the legal notices section in the beginning, they have, like, the official approval of Mexican government because they literally, like, had to work with Mexican government to allow them to put, like, you know... Tulum and Tenochtitlan and everything in the game, but you can't actually drive on them or destroy them at all because yeah. they're, you know, beloved cultural landmarks. Yeah, it didn't it didn't feel as like iconoclastic as the fucking Forza Horizon yeah. 4, where you're like driving through like two thousand year old Roman walls or whatever with your car yeah. and Top Gear is there. oh Top Gear is also not in this game. That's another, another yeah, big thank God. Win. Thank God. Um but yeah, this game is it's just so freaking fun. Oh my god, it's car game. They Mexico is an amazing map. It's, it's a very there's, pretty game. There's so many cool places. Like every once in a while, I still get completely wowed by like how good it looks. Sometimes, like I was doing a race earlier, and it was like really early morning, and it was really foggy, and like you could barely see because like the way like the volumetric lighting they have in the game now, like all the headlights going through the fog. I was like, oh my god, this feels genuinely perilous. I can't see shit. It's so good. It's a very fun game, and it's and, and I think a. Uh, I mean, I guess it's more a state of, like, how video games are now that I was, like, big props to Forza Horizon 5 because I was playing it and I just got a really, really, really good, really fast car just, like, easily without that much trouble. And mm. it was, and, like, you know, you can get the hyper supercars pretty pretty easily in that game. Uh, and it doesn't fucking oh, yeah. try to nickel and dime you for every penny that you own, which is nice. So that's that's the thing. People complain a lot. Like, real real Forza has will complain that, like, oh, the game has bad progression because you can get a really good car at the beginning. But it's like, the point is really to, like, But the really good cars work... don't always... Like, you don't want to use a really good car. You can't... Like, the thing about Forza Horizon 5 is that there's, like, there's, like, drifting races and there's off-road races and there's all these different races. Mm-hmm. Are you really going to want to fucking bring the car that can go 280 miles per hour on a on a road to like an off-road rally car race like why exactly like like, having really nice cars in forza doesn't invalidate less powerful cars in fact like there's always weekly challenges and like they tell you what kind of car to use so it's just like you want that variety so you can have a nice car when you have to do like a d-class shitbox race it's like oh 
I'll use my 1980s Datsun for this one. It's like, okay, Lamborghini, you can stay in the garage. Also, it's just the variety. Is so I good. think it's important to shout out Forza Horizon 5. And I mean, we are kind of in an era where like every major publisher is doing this. Just like far and away one of the most redonkulously accessible video games. Oh my gosh. It's so good. Down they won like, accessibility at the Game Awards. Down to like, this game lets you give your driver prosthetic limbs. Mm-hmm. like like the 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 amount or like this game has sub uh sign language interpretation a feature that genuinely i don't even understand like i'm not saying oh it's stupid because it's in the game i'm saying this must be for someone otherwise they wouldn't have put it in the game but i don't understand like who it's for mm-hmm. like they're it's, putting it's like i'm i'm so glad we're at the point where we're adding these kinds of accessibility things exactly because someone will find it useful it's just yeah, like it's, it's like, like it's a matter of accountability it is and it just feels like this game and also it's just you know for all skill levels you can make the game a pretty fun arcadey casual mm-hmm. racing game or you can play with like your car will spin out if you look at it wrong and yeah. it becomes very hard which i'm pretty sure is how you like to play it i like it i also thought that um the feel of just driving the cars was so impeccable in this game just the especially with like you know the the Xbox One controller, the like the vibration. Is, it's not as good as like the whatever the garbage that the PS Five has. That I'm sure is mm-hmm. very nice, but like just the feeling of the car accelerating in your hands was really satisfying, and it just felt good to drive every car, even the shitty ones, which is nice. And also, every car just feels different, which is cool. Yeah, it's really funny, honestly. Um, because like looking at gameplay footage of Gran Turismo Seven. It doesn't look that good compared to Forza. Like they, they're getting really damn good at the engine they're using now. Yeah, it's a very it's pretty just, game. Oh, it's a very pretty very game. Pretty game. And it's just felt. It's just it felt. It's it's a very like it's just a game that makes you feel good when you play it. it yeah. The uh, just with the music and the like. Oh man, I was playing when the uh, skill songs come on. That is yeah. just like I think that music is kind of dog shit because I just don't like that kind of music. But like uh-huh. the the contextualization of it in the game is like when fucking I don't know whatever stupid song comes on and you're just like okay now I gotta go fucking crazy. Have you noticed that when a skill song goes on, your player character actually starts like bouncing to the beat inside the car? That's kind of cool. I it's really dig cute. That. That's pretty good. I like that a lot. There's yeah. a lot. It's yeah, just I, a lot of little touches in that game that I like, and also yeah, like. You can buy a fucking Jeep with Hatsune Miku on it if you want to. Some really yeah, you- rancid car designs <laughs> in that game, by the way. Things that I was pulling up when it like it just randomly picks like five user created cars for you. Mm-hmm. And some of them are just like, how is this even allowed? Yeah, they they've always had a problem with like moderation that like they're getting better at. But it's still it's like, well, I still see some whack ass shit every single day. So get better at it. But it is fun that like. You don't need to put in a ton of work to have a fun-looking car, which no, is yeah, absolutely nice. not. Let other people do it for you, yeah. and also they don't make yeah. you pay for it, which once again is is the bare minimum. Like I shouldn't have to to appreciate a game for not trying to like pr- uh, fucking steal all my money the second I turn it on. But this is a Game Pass game, and uh, you can play it for what five bucks a month or whatever it is for Microsoft. Yeah. So it's just. Just try it. Yeah, give it a try. I mean, like I said, I bounced off it pretty quickly because, you know, mm-hmm. attention span. But, but, it, but it's the kind of game that's designed for you to, like, hop in and play, like, two or three races and be like, all right, I'm done. Yeah, it's it's a really fun experience. Also, yeah. uh, special shout out to uh, the first five minutes of, like, both Forza Horizon 4 and 5. Oh, my gosh. Just, like, pure hook-it-to-my-veins joy. 
Like, I wish that there was a game that was just that for a whole game of just like, just like pure bliss in a in a mm-hmm. five minute cram it in. It's just a showcase of this is what you can do in the exactly. world of so Forza Horizon Five. A very celebratory feeling to it. Yeah. So let's see. What do we What do we got? So we got before we we'll 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 do Ani Menchis, but I just want to take yeah. stock of uh, we got take stock. We got Rise. We've got Piter. We got Web Webbed. Webbed. Mm-hmm. We've got uh, Village, Unpacking, Psychonauts Two, Metroid Dread, Great Ace Attorney, and uh, Forza Horizon Six. Damn, we did a good job this year. Yeah, this is a pretty, we, this is a pretty, pretty solid good list. list. Um, before we do honorable mentions, I wanted to briefly talk about games that I did not play, but I would have liked to have played. If yes. you don't, and and you're welcome to do this too. There was a couple. Um, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy looks pretty good. I was very surprised when a game I hadn't heard of by a media property that I despise was like getting really good reviews. And then I looked it up. It looks mm-hmm. pretty, pretty fun. I'll have to pick it up when it's on sale. Um, also, I don't know. There's, there's a fear of mine that, that, um, so one of my favorite games of all time in high school that I played, like, I don't play a lot of multiplayer max, but I played a shitload of chivalry in high school when I was a mm-hmm. teen. And then uh, Mordhau came out, and I was like, oh, cool, I love chivalry, I should give this a try. And then I heard that it was just, like, infested with white supremacists or whatever. Yeah, And I was like, oh, cool, I won't play this game then. And I don't know if Chivalry 2 has that problem, but um, the price tag looks a little bit steep for me. But I really want to give it a try, because because I fucking love Chivalry, and Chivalry 2 looks way wackier than Chivalry 1. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I really want to give it a try. But if it is infested with with uh, with white supremacists like Mordhau is, then I probably won't play it. Um, mm-hmm. Metroid Dread is on that list. Um, Forza Horizon 5, want to play more of it. Um, other games that people really liked this year that we did not play between the two of us, Chicory, neither of us played it. Um, no. No one played... Um, no one played, uh, neither of us played Inscription, which was no. a much-loved game. It's a big one. Games that came out like... Like a a few weeks uh, within the last few months, um, Shin Megami Tensei Five. Don't know anything about it. People, oh, I literally, I literally, j- j- I have that like on the way because I got it on sale, and I'm like so fucking excited. Have to you play played? That, have dude. you played a Shin Megami Tensei game besides like Persona? No, yeah, I played Four and Apocalypse on 3ds. Yeah, it's something. It's it's something that interests me, but but maybe because I know it's they're, a lot more like they're way dense, fucking harder than yeah, Persona. Dense like really dense jrpg games it's oh it's a and, game uh, for assholes and halo halo infinite came out and i every, every day I, I every day i log on and every day i see people either saying that it sucks or that it's fun and i'm, I'm not uh, sure campaign is fun campaign is fun oh maybe maybe i'll give it a try uh but who knows is it is it short no no the campaign no oh, jordan is an open world campaign uh, okay i'll look into it uh it's a game pass game though so that's the fun game thing game is free. not to like not to like do advertisements for microsoft because fuck microsoft but like Game Pass, Game Pass is Game Pass is like a service that is uh try it and see if you like it kind of thing. Yeah. Which is really nice. Like I don't know if I'm going to like Halo Infinite, but I have literally no excuse not to play it cuz I can get it for I mean, it's not free. I think we often uh-huh. fall into the pitfall of saying that these games are free. They are you are paying money for it. Free if you subscribe to a you service, do not, but still better you than You do not need 60 to pay sixty dollars. I paid. I I borrowed Halo Four from a friend one time, and I mm-hmm. beat it in like four hours. And it was yeah, it's called Halo Four Hours, and it was terrible. <laughs> um, just a really bad game. But uh, 
<laughs> no, Halo, Halo Infinite. Maybe we'll we'll look into that. Um, okay, Ani Ani mentions time. Mac, do you have any? Uh, oh, oh, real quick before oh, we. Oh, oh do, yeah. Uh, oh yeah. What games did you want to play but didn't? As um, I have a couple of games like I did play but barely played that like might have been on the list if I were to play more of. Um, New Pokemon Snap is one of them. Oh yeah, that game came out. Love love Pokemon, but I didn't quite play enough of it to justify putting it on the list. Um, <laughs> I played a little. Same, bit same with looked, Great Ace Attorney. It looked Pokemon Snap looked really cute. Though. I played a little bit of it, and I think it was uh, I think it definitely. Like speaking of games that got a sequel after a million years, people wanted a new Pokemon. I know, Snap game yeah, for a while. and it was pretty good. Yeah, it was pretty cute. I played a bit of it. Um, uh, and Deltarune. Oh yeah, I played Deltarune the first chapter, chapter of Deltarune. Never played the second one, but I, I like to see Spanton on Twitter. To, He's a funny guy. I still need to play Deltarune chapter two. Um, and Death's Door. I know my friend Austin is like shaking his fist at me right now for not having finished that game in time. But that's another one. It's a Game Pass game. Or no, it's not a Game Pass game. It's a Devolver game, but it's like 20 bucks. What is uh, it's like a sort of, it's like a, like an isometric camera panned out Zelda-esque adventure Ooh. where you're like a little like crow Grim Reaper. Well, that's kind of cool. Trying to find like soul. Fr- oh, it's really cool. The music is amazing. It's like very, it, it is, it is a slappers only ass game. Really good piano in that game. Um, Check it out if you have the time. Take a look uh, at it's it. cute. You play as a crow. Um, Yeah, those are, those, those are my, w- wish I would have. Games. Wish I would've. Okay, here's here's I've got I've got let's see, I think I've got Ani-Menchies. two Onimenchies. Uh number one, uh shocking to me, but uh but uh Lost Judgment. Uh listen, great video game. Well, it's 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 RGG and they can't go wrong with uh, making fun, like fantastic, open world, like get your money's worth, just fun, like silly. The mm-hmm. the let me say so Lost Judgment, uh uh sequel to Judgment, pop, probably the last judgment game with, with it sounds like the last judgment game with Yagami, but it sounds like they're yeah. gonna make more judgment games, and so so they say. Uh it judgment is, in my opinion, next to Yakuza Zero, the best the best game that studio made. Um the story specifically is like out of the park good. I think it's the I think it mm. might beat Yakuza Zero in terms of like Ooh, the quality of okay. that that's the, I every day I reassess where I put those games in the ranking. Um, Lost Judgment is not there. Lost uh-huh. Judgment's story is uh, is the way I would describe it as their hearts were in the right place, but they <laughs> really shouldn't have. It is a game where they try to tackle the issue of bullying and fail. There are some things that happen in that game that are, quite frankly, disturbing and unpleasant, and they should not have done it. It's a thing where I said, why did they do this? Uh, and because of the story itself, I'm just like hesitant to, I was hesitant to put it on my list. I played a lot of it. Mm-hmm. It is a very fun game. The combat is incredible. The, uh, it looks good. Like the, the, the new RGG games, uh, I, I don't know if they changed the lighting engine or anything like that, but I felt like it just looked so good. Um, and there was this new system that they added called school stories, which was like basically this extra video game. Like I, I, I found it overwhelming to play at times because of how much content there is. And I felt like I really needed to do all the school stories because it was like extra stub stories plus um, plus maybe five or six discrete mini games all with their own uh-huh. storylines. And it all like interweaves. And it was it's a very cool system. And I, I found it very charming and very fun. Uh, but man, that main story was <laughs> <laughs> it was really bad. I, I need to I, I'm pretty close to beating it and I part of me is like I don't want to which is something I've never experienced with an RGG game cost? yeah I'll, I'll beat it but man that story is oh oof, oof. 
Duh, put a big, a big, uh, put a big trigger warning on that story for quite a few mm. things. Great. Uh, any, Do you have any more animechis? Um. Oh, you know what? Deathloop was pretty good. Deathloop was a game that like I started playing it, and it it looks great. I like the the way it looks. Like, uh, and there was a thing about so arcade arcade made Deathloop, and one of the yeah. things I love about like you know Dishonored Dishonored is a fucking great game, and so is Dishonored too, but. I don't love the way that those games kind of, they kind of, like, suggest heavily to gate you off from some of their more, like, action-oriented powers. Like, mm-hmm. the the whole thing of the game asking you, like, do you want to play lethally or non-lethally? And, and the game, the story will punish you for playing with high chaos. Even though the game gives you a ton of tools that you will just never touch if you want to get, like, good endings or whatever. Deathloop was a game that I found very um, inviting because it gives you those powers and it doesn't give you any penalties for using them. It, it lets you, you go full lethal, use all the bombs and the the like. It just it felt like okay, this is what high chaos dishonored feels like, except it doesn't shake its head. At you. Oh no, you killed the cop! Oh, you oh, bad beans. boy! You killed too many people. Um. So that was really cool, and I really like this kind of like time looping, roguelike almost, a roguelite like stealth action game. It was the concept was really strong, uh, but there was just it just wasn't like I just didn't feel like it was quite there. If it had been a little more like, I think the issue was it felt like it needed to be a bit more immersive, simmy, or have like a bit more responsiveness to player choice. Because, like, mm-hmm. a key thing here is that there is a... One of the last targets is hiding out in a party, wearing a mask in a party with people wearing the same mask. Lady Boyle's last party. The same th- same thing. It's like, find your target at a party. The problem is, mm. is that, like, there are maybe two or three concrete ways to do it. And it felt like the game was just begging for there to be more, like, choices, is, I guess, my right, issue. Right, yeah. It just felt like yeah, it wasn't... Like, maybe that system works, and maybe they were just trying to make more of a straight up-and-down action game. But it didn't feel like the game wanted to be that. It felt like they... Or the the way they were asking. It felt like there should have been more, like... I don't know, gather intel, hide in plain sight, give you some choices. Like, ah. It sounds like they were trying to... They weren't able to get away from Dishonored enough. Well, that was what I'm saying, is that I feel like they kind of got away from Dishonored too much, and they made it too much of, like, an action game. Like, if they had done something Mm. different... It, maybe it would have worked better, but, like, the scenarios and the situations felt like uh-huh. they were asking you to think of different ways to do it, especially because you're replaying the levels over and over again, like Hitman, right? right. Okay, And the yeah. cool thing about Hitman is that you play the levels over and over, and as you play them, mm-hmm. you become more adept at traversing the world and coming up with innovate, like, fun, creative, uh, varied ways to take out your targets and, like, get close to them and find them and... You are playing the levels over and over again, but at the end of the day, your real choice is, how do I get to the person, and what weapon do I kill them with? Like, there's just yeah, not... Yeah, okay. They're just, it just didn't have... And, and it, the fact that it was, like, this time-looping thing made it really feel like that's where it was going, and then when I realized that it wasn't, I was like, yeah, it really kind of felt like mm. it. Felt like it should have. Maybe that would have made yeah. the game way too hard to make, because the idea of it is pretty ambitious in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely a really yeah. cool experience, but it fell flat for me. Huh. Still okay. fun, still fun, though. Fun game. Yeah, okay. Um, um, let's see. For my Ani mentions, I got two. 
Uh, one of them is another Monster Hunter game. We oh, were yeah. fucking Monster graced Hunter this year with two of them. Too. Monster Hunter that? Stories 2, Wings of Ruin. I beat it. I, it's a long-ass game, too. It is freaking cool. It's like this really fun twist. Uh, it's a fusion of Monster Hunter and Pokemon, where you fight monsters, but also the monsters are your allies. So, like, this is, I you, think, a, you can... the stories format is a is a smart choice on Capcom because the marketing of Monster Hunter is like the marketing of Pokemon, except that the game asks you to kill and <laughs> and yeah. and wear F- fucking brain this Charizard exactly. with a three it's foot like, long hammer. It's like look, they sell stuffed animals and and stuff of like, oh, we love Rathalos, we love fucking. All these creatures, and then you kill them and wear them. <laughs> and so I like yeah. the, I like having them on your side for a change. Yeah, hey, we didn't and talk, you by the way, we didn't talk about them. Wyvern riding when we talked about Rise. Oh, it's it's it's, it's good. It's fucking like puppet mastering mm-hmm. shit. It's good it's, as hell. It, I love it. Um, but yeah, Stories Two is great. It's it's a it's a fun story. It's like it's it's what you'd expect, really. It's not like anything mind blowing, but there's still some twists and turns and decent writing, and the characters are really fun. And it's just great being able to, like, use monsters as your allies. Like, they brought in a lot of monsters from World and Iceborne, which is fun. Um, you can get a Velcana. Like, you can Good get all idea. sorts of crazy guys. <laughs> Biggest bummer is that you can't uh, get the new spider. You can't get Rakanakadaki. Oh, is there any Rise monsters in, in Stories 2? No, uh, none, actually. Which is, which is, like, if they'd ever do DLC for this, I'd love it. They probably like, had Iceborne something to do with, like, Rise. you know, when these two games were being developed. Yeah, exactly. Because they came out, they probably were in development concurrently, so you can't really, like, swap between well, once it. Once again, but, um, Capcom just, like, asserting their dominance at all times of, like... They've been going nuts! Like, between Monster Hunter, Resident Evil, and, like, whatever else they got going on. Just, like, fuck. A lot. Capcom is good. I can't wait that for that. Good. I mean, I've, I they just at, at uh, Jeff Keighley's funny funny moments um, put out that trailer for the new Monster Hunter expansion, right? I haven't watched it yet, but I've heard that it's more. Oh, it's like, just a teaser for a new monster. It's like a cool werewolf guy. Oh shit! I, but I've, some people are like, "Oh, it's got Euro- European inspiration." I don't know if that's true. Yeah, oh, it's definitely going to be. Yeah, you have a vampire dragon and a werewolf. Oh hell like, yeah! Do you think they're going to put? Uh, you think they're going to put the big funny normal dragon in? I mean, they already did an Iceborne. Yeah. I I think they'd have to maybe get another black dragon there, or I don't know. I don't know what they'll do, but like they're setting those, they're themselves up for a lot of really interesting things. Like, what if we got like a kelpie to fight or something? Ooh, I just man, I just love, what if they give a cool unicorn monster to fight and who can't be hit when he gets mad? Can't be hit when he gets mad, and it's the and it's the horny armor. The, I like to see my hunter's face when oh. I put armor on, and it's that's why I play unicorns a, have one. Why horn. I play as a lady because I like to see uh. her face. Even though the games have had a hide, hide helmet option for, for at least its world. It's important to me. We need to honor the monsters when we kill them. We can't be using words like slaughter. <laughs> um, uh, my other Ani Menchi is a game called Art of Rally. It's another racing game. Um, but this is a low poly sort of very pretty game. Very stylized where you just do rally races. All the cars are real cars, but divorced enough from reality that you can tell what they're supposed to be without them saying, this is a BMW so-and-so. Um, but you can still sell, tell the manufacturer and the model and everything. And it takes you... I think there's five different countries. It's um, uh, like Finland, Japan, I think Greece, uh, somewhere in Africa, and then another... And like, I think Cyprus, maybe? Um the different like biomes of the world uh and it's just like it's very minimalistic you're just driving a rally car but there's a lot of cars there's a lot of different like course permutations 
it's just very relaxing. Like the game is called Art of Rally, and I think they really nailed like that art part of it to make it feel like a very just relaxing racing experience. Um, I played it on like Xbox One through Game Pass, and then I played it on Series X through Game Pass, and it like really doesn't look that good on last gen because there's just so much like it's it's low poly, but they added so much foliage that like the pop in is kind of nuts mm. on it. Um, so if you have a good system, it looks really great. And it's just like, it's very different from Forza. Forza is very bombastic and in your face. And it's like, oh, a billion points, a billion cars. And this is just like, I don't know, drive for a bit. Have fun. Yeah. Man, it's that was much more like zen. When you get those clean racing bonuses in Forza, you really do feel so good in that game. When it's just like. Yeah, sometimes I feel like I'm the only person in Forza who cares about clean racing because I try and play online and everyone rams me. And it's like, C- I'm clean on racing, team. it literally, clean racing is like. You, it's it's that feeling of mastery. Like I exactly, I, I'm bobbing and weaving through these cars and making the turns really precisely, and I'm I'm just like playing expertly. And the game is telling me that I'm doing a good job. I don't understand why I would win this game. That was another thing mm-hmm. about Horizon Five. Sorry to just like ignore the game you were talking about and talking about another game that I didn't even play that much of. Um, <laughs> but they Forza Horizon Six. You know, if we're talking about realm of crossover. I need you to help me with one last job. It's me, Dominic Toretto. Get in my, get in my big muscle they already, car. They already did that. Did they already do that? Which one? Uh, Horizon 2. <laughs> really? Yeah. Fuck. No, no bullshit. Oh, hold on. I need to look this up fast. And uh, Oh, Horizon 2 presents fast in the... Fuck. God damn it. That's really <laughs> funny. Yeah, they sure did. I know. I love it. Man, they put... I, I'll be really excited to see if there's something that's gonna get me to play Horizon uh, Five again. It's what fucking crazy wild DLC. The, the second DLC. The yes, last thing they've they set did, themselves up for. Because Forza Horizon Four had the fucking make the world out of Legos nonsense. Lego Island. Lego Island. Horizon for, Three had Hot Wheels Island. What are they? What could they pop? Like what, what? Crazy they shit with cars could they pop? Because they already did Hot Wheels and they already did Legos. Like where could they? This is. Here's what I think, Jordan. Mario Kart. It's gonna be on a Halo ring. Oh, that could be it. Because they got because they could see the. the could they make the cars? issue is that like there's not really cars in Halo. No, you already have the Warthog. This is the first time they can put planes in the game. Yeah, you get to drive a fucking ghost. They can make you put. It's a very slow race in a Scorpion. <laughs> no, oh, so let's say you got you got, uh, you got Warthogs. That's already in there. See, this is yeah, the problem is no goose. one would play this because, like, they already gave you the Warthog. That's already an option. Like, I don't know what I they could possibly add in to make it. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. It'll we'll happen. See. I'm, I'll be right. Man, it'll be it'll be fun. If you're right, I'll I'll, I'll definitely, definitely tell you. Um, no. <laughs> okay, wait, now it's time to pick our game of the year. So, one more. It's time to pick. One more time. We've got. Yes. We've got, um, like, in my list, we've got Monster Hunter Rise, Webbed, Resident Evil, Eight Village, or Resident Evil Seven? No, Eight. Red, yeah, Eight Village. Resident Evil Village. Village. Um, we've got Unpacking, Psychonauts Two, um, fucking Metroid Dread, Echoes of the Eye, Daikakuten Saibon. I missed one of yours. Our Game Five and Bravely Default Bravely Two. Bravely Default Two. God, good list, Max. Good job. We did good. Yeah. Okay. I think I know I what think, the objective. I think. Best game I think. Uh, I think. I think we both know. So mm-hmm. let's count to three. Uh-huh. One, two, three. Psychonauts 2. Yep. Come yeah, on. Fucking okay. come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. It was <laughs> Game Awards snubs. <laughs> but we've recognized Psychonauts 2. I just can't believe Raz is back in the games on screen. Better than ever. Better than ever. Ford Cruller. Like, in 2021, are you kidding me? Can I tell you, though? Hope it doesn't come back. You don't hope you hope there's no Psychonauts 3? 
I don't think we need a Psychonauts three. I don't. I don't. I don't want to live with the potential of of it being unselfish. Stinky. I want. I. I just love it so <laughs> much. I want more. But I. I agree. They don't need to make more. But like, the format of it is just so like they could just easily make another one if they wanted to. If they just wanted to mm-hmm. add another adventure, they could. But they don't have to. If they never made another they one, it would to. be a satisfying conclusion. And if they. Exactly. If they ever did decide to make a third, they know that it would probably sell really well and they could do it. So, man, mm-hmm. good game. Good. We'll see. Good game. Good game. Really nice. Oh. Uh, and just a just a nice, nice experience. Um, now it's time to open it up to our listeners who will now tell us our Yay. game of the their game of the year. Um, so if you have a hot take or a cold take or a or a medium tepid take you can leave it at at, uh, at slappers only pod on twitter that is our twitter um and here is some of our listeners telling us what their picks were oh hey also final fantasy endwalker came out that was another thing i forgot about didn't play that oh yeah but i'm sure I, i've beaten a realm reborn <laughs> i'll get I, there one day i i played i did actually play realm reborn for like a couple like a week or two and uh i think this summer i'll i'll boot it up again and play it a lot but not right right now. Mm-hmm. I simply do not have the time, but I did like it, and no. I'm happy. I'm very happy for all my friends who get to make their bunny boys. I'm happy yeah, for I'm happy for them. Uh, let's see. Here's one from at Pagliacci Proto J, friend of the show, um, who a uh, person who got mad at me the other day for telling saying that uh, the Zock is ugly. Fuck the Zock. Zock sucks. I'm into Mon- I'm into I'm into I'm into Gundam now, and I wasn't into it last time we did an episode, which is really funny. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> character development. Uh, okay, kind of torn between Returnal and Monster Hunter Rise. Both have that sweet feedback loop that keeps me coming back, and kind of disappointing story slash endgame. Returnal is better to look at, but Rise has Bishotten and Almudron. Oh, uh, Al- you had me until you said Almudron. Fuck Almudron. Fuck Almudron. What are you talking about? Bishotten. Good armor. Good design. God, the, wretched. The fight. Almudron armor is like the biggest prank on the player. I. It really felt disappointing. Like. Like, they really wanted... I, I was so excited when I saw it in the trailer. Almutron is a terrible monster. I'm so sorry. Can I say, though, the armor as a Switch Axe main? I've heard that the Switch Axe armor is, unreal. is fucking b- b- bonkers. That was... Uh, that was I can't remember what armor it is for the... Uh, there's a... Oh, God, what am I thinking of? There is an armor that just makes... Uh, oh, it's Longsword. It's the Quick Sheath ability... Yes. When you get like quick sheath five or whatever, and it's just like breaks long swords. You just do the you just do the anime swordsman. Man, thing. that fucking long sword. I sorry to get back to Monster Hunter for like the fourth time in this episode. I was watching a <laughs> video from uh, from YouTuber Super Rad talking about how long sword sucks because they added all these flashing moves, and it made me su- it made me the angriest I'd ever been. Yeah, cry more. Just a terrible opinion. Have why can't games be fun and cool? Um, here's from from friend of the show. And number one, Edelgard Stan on Twitter at Dragon Smoocher, who says, Endwalker slid in at the end of the year to completely obliterate me. There's no other option for me. And shout outs to Psychonauts 2, fights in tight spaces, and Guilty Gear Strive. Hell yeah. Yeah. I'm ha- once again, nothing but nothing but happiness for all my Final Fantasy 14 friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's one from Eruviru on Twitter, friend of the show, who says, Back at it again with those turn based games, played a bunch this year, but Digimon, Cyber Sleuth, and Hacker's Memory was the one I hit that screenshot and screenshot button mo- for the most digimon cyber sleuth we're still seeing digimon in uh in 2021 digimon survive next year apparently I, th- this is something that like when i hear um, wait what digimon really 
It's it's still going really? strong. The current Digimon anime is genuinely very good. Yeah, good for good for Digimon. Yeah, Ghost Game. Um, here's one from Amid at AmidXC. It's Psychonauts 2. Don't you dare say otherwise. I'm gonna give that one a like. Confirmed. Absolutely. Um, Audrey, friend of the show at Optimum on Prime, says by default it has to be RE8 since it's the only game from this year I played. Yeah, big good lady, choice, big lady. Um. Friend of the show, Austin at Aus Final Both says, Death Store. Ooh, I like the art style of this game. It's really good. Oh, yeah, it's it really cute. pretty. Um, here's one from at Mitch Gosser on Twitter who says, Metroid Dread taught me the epic highs and lows of speedrunning. Ooh, I bet Metroid Dread's god. a great speedrunning game. Oh my gosh, Jordan, they put so many like deliberate sequence breaks into that game. It is that unreal. Rules. I love that. That's awesome. I love when the developers are like, yeah, we're going to let you break it. Why not? Have fun. That's See, that's 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 the good shit right there. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Low so- Sodium Boy Sauce at Grooving Ghastly on Twitter says, if I say Hollow Knight Silk Song, does, it mean it, does that mean it's out? Yes. Came out last, came year. Out last year. It's been out for so long. Haven't you heard? Uh, it'll come out eventually. Just give them time. It's made by like <laughs> two people making like. It's, like, it's like three. Yeah. Two people in music. Two people in music. God. I was watching a thing, um, like an a peop- someone who was like close to Team Cherry talking about like how, l- like as they made Hollow Knight, they just couldn't find a good place to stop, so they just didn't. And the reason that that game is mm. gigantic is just because like absolute madmen, just like they have the opposite, like the problem of being too <laughs> not overly ambitious because Hollow Knight came out and it was incredible and like perfect, but like. The idea that they 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 can't like shut they down, can't be know? stopped. They're too good at making the game. Like if if Silk Song comes out, I mean, when Silk Song comes out, I mean, what is it even going to look like? It'll be ridiculous. I don't know, but oh, we'll play it. I'll buy it. That no is like what. <laughs> that is one of my two most anticipated games for next. What's year. the other one? Oh, don't say that. Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga. That game's still not out. It's still not out, dude. It's come out in spring, apparently. I, Maybe I remember when that game was going to come out before Rise of the Skywalker. It was supposed to come out in, like, October. That was the ah. other thing. I, I love Lego Star Wars, but um, part of me is, like, if I play that game, I'll have to, like, experience in some way what happens in Rise of the Skywalker, and I don't feel like doing that, I mean, so I won't. I mean, I guess I could just stop. <laughs> you could just stop playing. Before. C- c- counterpoint. Uh-huh. Better than watching the movie. That's very true. I think it would have been improved if Rise of the St- Skywalker was just Legos. Um, lastly, we have mm-hmm. one from Bigger Challenge, friend of the show. Dan, who says, Psychonauts 2 is absolutely incredible. I also kind of want to count Delta in Chapter 2, but that's a demo, and I know this podcast is allergic to Toby Fox for being too good. True. And also, Delta in Chapter 2 absolutely counts. It counts. If Delta Rune wasn't being, like, released in, you know, the way it was being released, it wouldn't count. But also, we put a DLC on here, so anything counts as long as we say it does. We put a DLC and a game that came out years ago in Japan on this list, so it counts. It counts. Yes. Also, I think that Yakuza 7, which we picked last year, actually technically came out in 20, uh, 2019 in Japan. Yeah, but it's it's what we picked that comes out in America. Exactly. It's all all that matters is the only country that matters, yeah. the best country in the world, the best country of them all. I'm, so, I'm saluting. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Biden, for gaming. Thank you. Mm. Um, those are all of yeah. our uh, audience questions. What do you think is uh, the best game of the year of all time? God of War 2018. God of War. <laughs> um, so, before we do a little bit of uh, of housekeeping, Max, we will be gone yeah. for the remainder of the year, yes. which is, I mean, this episode will go up 
next week on like mid-december on mid-december it'll come out on the 18th i think or somewhere around then ish and then i mean actually the release schedule will probably come back if i uh, by my counts probably january 8th or whatever somewhere in that ballpark probably yeah for first week or two of january so why don't I we reckon. give our listeners something to stew on and why don't we something pick to why don't we pick or why don't you pick what we're going to talk about yeah. next year haha <laughs> well jordan i i've already know what i'm going to bring mm-hmm. and it only feels fitting on this episode to announce what the next game is because while we may have just picked the game of the year of 2021 would you like to talk oh, the about game the year game of 2020? the of, of 2020's music? Oh, you do Hades? Sure, why not? Let's talk about Hades, Good Jordan. Good choice. That'll be our second super giant game. Fuck yeah. Darren Corb goes Darren off. Darren Corb goes I off. I, it's very important and good and valid of us that we talked about Pyre like almost a year before yeah, we well, talked about it. Because yeah, it's made. the best game they made. But I will be very excited to talk about Hades. Might even prompt hey, me to... Hey, do you hear something really upsetting? Mm. At the Game Awards, Darren Corb and Ashley Barrett performed on stage with Imagine Dragons. That's really shitty that sucks they, they literally jordan they did a mashup of build the wall from bastion and like one of the magic dragons shit ass songs <laughs> that's the best song from bastion why would it they do that wretched. it was terrible why would they do that that sucks i'm sure it was a very exciting opportunity for those for those uh, very talented musicians to play with a uh with uh with sorry let me, Darren yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I was going to make the joke of, uh, I'm sure it's, I was going to say a genuine thing of like, I'm sure it's nice for them that they got to play with like a really famous band. And then I was going to make a joke where I was like, how nice of those musicians to get the opportunity to play with, like you said, but I made the issue of calling them talented musicians. So that joke wouldn't have worked. Cause it would have meant that I was yeah, calling. No, no. Yeah. I only see two people on stage with talent. Exactly, actually. No. It's not magic dragons. <laughs> that sucks. But also like good for them that they're getting recognition. Cause they're really good musicians. Fuck. You're so good. Um, so that's it. Next time, yeah, Hades, that'll be fun. I'll be very exciting. Uh, so we will be back after in January. But until then, let's let's wrap things up. Thank you all very much for listening. Um, play Psychonauts two, please. Please, it's on Game it's Pass. On Game Come Pass. on, you have no excuse. Um, and you can find all of our episodes at slappersonlypod.com. You can find us on Twitter at SlappersOnlyPod. You can find me on Twitter at BradAppisRex. And you can find Max on Twitter at MaxiBajillion. Max, what That's shows right. are you working on? Um, I Ooh. have three other podcasts. It's insane. That's too many. Uh, one is called Pod of Greed. It's a Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast. We are uh, in the middle of Yu-Gi-Oh! GX Season 3. One is called Wow Cool Robot, a show about mobile suit Gundam. We're getting near the end of Wing. And then next year, we're going to be doing Iron-Blooded Orphans. And never mind the Trollocs is my third one. It is a podcast about Amazon's Wheel of Time. We're going to take a little week break, I believe. Um, but we're halfway through the season. Uh, four more episodes to go, and it will be a good time. Sorry for uh, sorry for uh, asking questions about other podcasts, but is Iron Blooded Orphans chronologically released after, or is it just what you're feeling the vibe of? Oh yeah, no. How I do it with Wow Cool Robot is literally I just like ask my friends, "Hey, what Gundam show do you want to talk about?" And I just like kind of like. Pick pick which one to do next based on that. Mm, okay, because I thought you were doing like the Universal Century arc in a row or something. Like oh that. no, I, I I haven't been in Universal Century for quite some time. I don't know. I don't. I, I I'm only watching Mobile Suit Gundam right now, so I there's like to it, so. eight different main Gundam timelines. I think. Wow. When does when nutty. does Universal Century end? Um. To- the well, the most recent thing Universal. Okay, so what? Gundam's in 0079. The latest we see of UC is like UC 120, I think, mm-hmm. with Victory. Um, but the latest, like, 
what has been released was this year actually they made a movie set in uc 105 i hmm. think it's a sequel to a different movie that's set in uc 93 but you have a lot of uc to get oh, through yeah. it's very i'm good. excited i'm excited to finish up mobile suit gundam and then i'm very excited to start zeta because i mean i'm what i'm really excited for is to get to the end of msg because it's fucking good it's so when you said good. when you said uh mobile suit gundam was your favorite show i was like huh and then i got to like i just got into it and like fuck the second half of mobile suit gundam is even even after the point where they find out that the show is getting canceled and they're not gonna get to like do the whole thing it's just phenomenal it's so fucking still so good good well-made show um okay uh it's such a well i should say it's such a well-written show the the animation quality is you know but that's not entirely um, you can yeah. find my two shows, uh, Kamurocho Radio, and you can, which is about Yakuza. Um, we will probably eventually talk about Lost Judgment and the batshit things that happen in it. Eventually, you can also listen to Kyle X Y, uh, which is currently in its fanfic years, where we ran out of show to watch, so we're doing season four fanfic, and it's written by a person with some very uh, bad views on what if Kyle dated him own sister. But they're not actually genetically related, so it's fine. Yeah, so it's fine. You're allowed. Yeah, actually. but the, but the author the author does really like to talk about how they are brother and sister. It's it's the it's the really gross Brenda Hampton rule of it's not actually incest, <laughs> but the characters like to treat it as if it is. Yeah, it's like it's like Fire Emblem style. Yeah, it's like how could I the sister? There's that word again. Why does that word excite me so much? It's bad. Um, <laughs> hey, thanks to Noisebase.xyz. For hosting it, did you hear Max that the the Pantone color of the year is GameCube purple? Has happy yeah, Matt in, in respect of Matt. Yeah, GameCube. happy Matt. Next year's your year. Congratulations. Um, lots of great shows on Noise Space. I personally recommend Nana Roy's Nightmare and Era. Hmm. I'll go ahead and recommend Digimon Ghost Gaze. It's about Digimon Ghost Game, the current Digimon show that we just Wonderful. talked about five minutes ago. And you uh, can. And- Go there at noisebase.xyz, and that's it for the the episode. We don't do any kind of any kind of Patreon or anything, which is fun. We, just the love of the game. Just the love of the game. We're just doing it for funsies. But thanks to all of our ten and five dollar patrons. Uh, if I say your name, that means that you are legally required to give us money. Just kidding. <laughs> Haha. Unless Sam can. Sam, <laughs> my own brother, <laughs> Maxi Bajillion. $100 donor. Oh no. <laughs> Infinite money. <laughs> you cut the chocolate bar right at this angle and then you move it down. It's and then like you... plugging a power strip yeah. into itself. <laughs> Infinite energy. Uh, thank you all very much for listening. <laughs> Have a great rest of your year. Have a happy holidays, whichever holiday you celebrate. Hanukkah's already over, so I mm. hope you had a great Hanukkah. And I hope if you hate Christmas uh, that you have a, uh, a an uneventful and easy Christmas. And that your family didn't give you too much of a hard time. Mm-hmm. See you next year. What do we always say, Jordan? We gotta oh, say yeah, a thing. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, ask not for whom the track slaps. It slaps for thee. We did it backwards. We did it backwards. <laughs> what? It's New Year, New Us. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye.